Hello, welcome to a new year and a new episode of People Changing Enterprises. To kick off 2024, we caught up with some of our first guests on this podcast. All four of these guests led a composable transformation inside their business, and you can find their stories right here in this feed. Today, they're back with updates and advice for you. They are offering their top lessons for making a big change successful, if that's something you're looking to do this year. But first, an update. I asked our guests what was the biggest success they've seen because of their composable transformation last year. Here's what Bob Howland, Chief Digital Officer at Dawn Foods, had to say. We are constantly launching new features that come in through the voice of customer, come through our commercial teams or marketing teams, the speed at which we're able to get back to the marketplace with tangible improvements to the site. It's just exciting. And customers respond because they see the changes happening and they feel like they're a part of it because they know their voice is being heard. But the biggest, by far the biggest initiative for the year was we merged our global corporate and e-commerce sites onto a single content management system. And so we were on over 20 different systems and the chaos of trying to make updates was just crazy and expensive. So imagine hiring a new executive and just to get their photo on your new corporate website, you had to have six weeks of lead time in order to be out for the outside agency to do that. Now that happens in 10 seconds. And the beauty of this, because we've merged onto a single CMS, which happens to be content stack, we are also able to share content between the shoppable website and our corporate site. So the world of Dawn Foods, we're a bakery ingredient company. We have over 800 recipes on our corporate site to get people really excited about our products and our leadership in the market. Now those same recipes can be seen by people behind the login who are shopping for great product. And so that combination has really supercharged both our marketing efforts as well as our customer outreach. And it's been really exciting because it also simplifies the tech stack, which is us tech people really like it when you take the complex and you can make it really simple for yourself and for your internal users. So that, that's really been the big win for us around Composable and the big win for us on all things e-commerce and the world of Dawn. Up next, we hop across the pond to UK business golf breaks. I'm John Richards. I'm the head of digital at Golf Breaks. And the biggest benefits they've seen from Composable last year. So Golf Breaks, we sell golf trips and vacations all around the world. Last few years, we've been focusing on rebuilding our tech stack and moving over to this Composable architecture. And we're working on projects now to build our first app as a business. And the Composable element has been a massive time saver for us, being able to have those reusable components saves a huge amount of development time and one of the big benefits for us as well is being able to manage those larger scale projects alongside those business as usual tasks as well travel is booming there's always demands to build new journeys and new experiences to continuously improve those platforms already live like our website but being able to use that kind of composable framework and reuse components and scale up a lot quicker, it means we're able to manage those large-scale transformation projects alongside our business as usual to keep everything ticking over and all departments happy. I asked John to tell me about a specific project that he built using composable technology, which was actually a finalist in the Content Stack Experience Awards last year. Here's John telling us about the Golf Breaks booking portal. 
traditionally, we've only ever had relationship with the lead booker, so that one customer, but we might not know the, the other 19 guys on that trip. So what we tried to build with the portal was a booking management tool. Organizing a golf trip for, you know, it's hard enough to get 20 guys to go to the pub at the same time, let alone go on a trip to Spain or Portugal. So these tools made it easier for those lead organizers to invite the guests to their group. And then those guests have their own personalized experience of golf breaks and their own personalized itineraries. So they're not constantly asking the lead organizer, what time's tea time? Where are we for dinner tonight? What time's check-in? What time's check-out? And also things like payment management tools. So an easy way for the lead organizers to split the cost um, amongst the group. Yeah, it's been really great for us. Uh, You know, it's helped us grow our reach as well. Customers who have been invited as guests, we've we've seen a, a really nice percentage of those then going on to book their own breaks and then they become uh, golf race customers as well. All of our, our sites and apps are using content stack at the heart of it. Then, you know, using or other different API first microservice technologies as well. So we, we're having a really nice consistency across all of our platforms and projects now. Having that kind of one source of truth for content and you know, data schemas, been a game changer for us because previously we would have three different versions, four different versions of the same description of a venue for example and yeah just much more efficient way of working and it it makes you think how did we live with this before from golf courts let's move to vineyards i also caught up with danielle deliberti ceo of wine startup somsation their digitally native business has also seen huge benefits from being built composable first it's been a big year for Samsation. We are a digital marketplace that is built 100% on composable technology. We're about three years old, so that was uh, really part of our DNA. And Content Stack is, is one of our first vendors or partners that is our, our headless CMS. And, and that is where our website and where all of our clients go to visit us. In 2023, we brought on four new technology partners to help us with search functionality, promotion codes, gift cards. And then we just continue to build our tech stack around the composable methodology. And I think one of the beauties of that is it allows us to move really, really fast. So from a business perspective, we're constantly releasing new features and capabilities within our website, but also always continuing to change and improve the user experience, which is really important at the end of the day, Sensation is designed to be a marketplace for wine enthusiasts to constantly discover and access new things. So our content strategy is a huge part of that. So we have done a lot of work in terms of building out new content in an omni-channel approach and leveraging certain tools that help keep our performance really high on the website. So I think that's been one of our biggest wins is, is turning that into a really well-oiled machine Just this week, for example, we have team members that are in Miami with Art Basel and in France visiting the Champagne region in the late harvest and people that are out in wine country. And being able to expose all of that content in near real time is really powerful for our business strategy. So that's been one quick win. And the other has been around promotions and gift cards. So I think in our industry, Wine has typically been a brick and mortar business up until Samsation, being able to create an entire multi-sided platform and really unique marketplace. And then also to be able to create gifts that are 
digital or physical is really what we went into business for. It was starting to modernize the industry and and really digitize what wasn't digitizable before. But with Composable and and with, you know, some of the new modern technologies, we're able to do that. So that's a big piece of what we're working on, too, in 2024. SoundStation is able to move so quickly and innovate so much because of their composable transformation. And it's fantastic to see. And on that note, here's a conversation that surprised me. Circling back to e-commerce, I caught up with CTO of Emma Sleep, Andreas Westendorp, who shared how they were able to not just survive the intense holiday season, but thrive and innovate throughout because of their composable stack. Here's Andreas. What I've seen this year are two things that I find remarkable. One is uh, definitely about being able to handle really high spikes in business and peaks of seasonality. For us at Emma, starting with Black Friday and the holiday season, we see an absolute rush on our very nice products. So we face basically a very strong high season or high seasonality. And what we saw from the composable commerce architecture that we developed, Emma Cost, so the Emma Commerce Operating System. We put a name tag on it because we believe it's something that we can be proud of. It's a combination of different software as a service platforms, for example, Content Stack, Fluent Commerce, Commerce Tools that we use. And it consists of these services, but also decouples those services and, and makes it very flexible to attach or detach those yeah, individual capabilities of your business. And what we saw is that it is not only able to handle that seasonality, but it's actually quite brilliant doing this. So it's it's just providing so much observability and visibility on the actual business while the business is being conducted that you and with you, I mean your entire business, not only the technical teams, but also the marketing teams, the sales teams, the operation teams have very good observability on the inner workings of the order flow and actually how we fulfill business with our customers. So this was an unprecedented level of not only stability, but also observability. One thing also that we saw on basically in preparing for Black Friday that's different than in a monolithic scenario is that you spend your efforts differently. For example, we didn't need to go for a full deployment and feature development freeze before the high seasonality. We didn't need to slow down in development. And also we were able to even put in new gears, new components, even before Black Friday. There are like new integrations before Black Friday with zero downtime and zero uh, negative impact on the business, but the very opposite. So this is exciting stuff. And it stems not only from the technical architecture, this is a strong part of it, but also from the organizational architecture that goes hand in hand with that. If you design technical monolith, also the architecture of your teams or the setup of your teams is quite monolithic and results that a single team needs too many hands on deck to do simple changes and everything gets convoluted and you end up in a situation where business development is always hindered by technology not being able to deliver fast enough because it needs to do things sequentially instead of concurrently. And the new setup with composable solutions is actually one that is today called technology product management and and the model of empowered product teams. And this can then run at its own pace in a decoupled fashion that not, because this is the key thing, you need to design your teams in a way that they don't wait on each other. You need to avoid waiting states so they can deliver independently. 
And this is exactly, this, this plays along very well with a composable architecture. You can do more concurrently, and this is just the better and, and more productive way to do these things today. It's so fantastic to see these companies continue to reap the benefits of Composable a year down the line. And I'm really excited to see where they are in a year from now. As promised, I asked our guests to share some advice for you. For those starting on a transformation this year, what are the key things to keep in mind? What do our guests wish they had known when they started? Danielle Deliberti says three things. Three key things that have not only really helped me, but that I've seen helped a lot of other businesses in my past life. The first is to really start with a strategic plan. And in order to do that, I think you have to really understand your current technology and data infrastructure to, to see where you're at and identify the areas that would really kind of reap the benefits of composability the most. It can be a huge endeavor if you create that path, but also it can be something that you can chip away at. Creating that plan with the right stakeholders is also really important because the people that are touching it know it best. However, it typically impacts an entire organization and sometimes can actually change the culture as well. So really engaging key stakeholders early on, not only to be informed, but also to be a part of the planning process, I think is just mission critical. Both of those things, I think, then lead to a culture that kind of starts to embrace the innovation and the flexibility that comes with Composable, because change is, is sometimes scary for a lot of people. And so not only are you going to have a better plan, but I think it also helps people get excited that this new flexibility with Composable is actually something that everyone benefits from. I think it, it creates a cultural shift because transformations are not just about the technology, right? It's about the people. It's about the process. It's about the innovation and, and really the journey along the way, it makes it a lot easier, for lack of a better word, to kind of decompose those major transformations into kind of key projects to have the right people involved along the way. It's easy to solution from the get-go because there's just so many options right there at your fingertips. And I think when you're fully composable, that's a lot easier because when you can change things rather quickly, then you can solution a lot faster and you can always unwind it or make changes. And there's not huge costs associated with trying new things. But when you're doing a major transformation or really changing from a monolith strategy to something that's more composable, you do have to be more thoughtful because there's a lot that goes into it. But then at the end of the day, there's so many added benefits in, in the long run. And, and candidly speaking, I, I don't know how everyone couldn't be thinking about it if they're not already doing it. As we've heard over and over again on this show, bringing people on board is something that should never be ignored. And Bob Howland reminds us that the best time to do it is, well, I'll let him give us his transformation advice in his own words. Start yesterday. So, I mean, the biggest challenge, people overthink it and they make it too big a project. Try to take your senior team and your marketing folks on the journey, which is all about what do you have today and what does composable and that journey get you tomorrow? So it really does unlock some things. Speed to market is one. A simplified stack is another. There are a lot of benefits, but it's going to take people a while to make a decision or to come around. And so the start yesterday part, it's really all about find one or two things you can break off of what you're doing today and do in a manner that would be considered composable and drive transparency to what you're doing and the win in both process and the win in go-to-market success that you have in doing so. And those early wins 
will really be what unlocked your senior team and your stakeholders to allow you to do the full composable shift. The biggest barrier or impediment that I find in my peers is they just make it too large a project. We are great at making things complex. And the real mentoring I try to do with folks is break it down, make it as simple as you can. And if you want me to believe something, show me, right? Show me a success, show me the win, show me something that I can wrap my head around. And those small wins or those initial movements from two are really what make it tangible for people. So don't overthink it, start yesterday and try to make it tangible. When it comes to identifying those tangible wins you wanna show the business, Andreas gave two pieces of advice for how not to miss the mark from the very beginning. Here he is. Two things. Look at the entirety of your business. Tech is not purpose in itself. Tech needs to be directly connected to your company's business. Tech is business. And tech achievements and success should not be measured by technical metrics only, but need to be somehow measured by business metrics. And you need to bring those business metrics, those business objectives to your teams, to your technology teams and build cross-functional teams where you have also business developer capabilities inside of the team, making sure that they actually develop the business and don't build something that is either not valuable to the business itself or it is not usable to the end customer. So it needs to basically do a checkmark on all of these. And the best way you can do this is basically implementing the business purpose and the business reason in that very team. There's not business and on the other side of the table tech, business and tech are the same thing. So consider that on the macro level and on the micro level when doing that, a lot of it about business steering is about having insights into the uh, information uh, your company produces in those transactional systems. And these come from data. It's not only about replacing the transactional systems that actually run the business, but also making the insights from that business activity meaningful to your business developers. Otherwise, they cannot steer the business. And this is something that needs to be tightly connected. And a team that runs a certain capability for your business, be it order management, for example, in our case, cannot ignore the fact that there are dependencies downstream where people need that data to be looking at dashboards, reports, and steering the business, actually, best case in near real time. So data quality and actually data is kind of more like a supply chain problem than anything else. You need to really take care of your downstream consumers. And that is something that I would always encourage technical leaders if they are going to revamp a technical stack to look into that because too often it is not considered. And then basically business becomes less dear than before, even though you have a better system now. And this is important. And of course, the number one thing to keep in mind, stay true to what you know is right. Remember, it's a long game. Here's John Richards reminding you to persevere. Like any transformation, you need to put in a lot of the hard yards at the start and it, you know, it will feel a bit, you're not getting anywhere, but suddenly the penny will drop and everything will fall into place. And those long-term benefits are, are really powerful. And for us, it's a SME size organization. It, it really allows us to compete with those larger organizations who have bigger budgets and who have traditionally had the best technology. I mean, now we have equally as good technology as these larger organizations, but we can react probably a bit quicker than they can because we have less red tape, you know, that some of the larger organizations have. It allows us to take advantage of that composable architecture a lot quicker. 
you know, so, so much is changing in that technology space with the onset of AI, but that composable approach sets you up really well to take advantage of any further developments in, in AI or anything else that might come along. Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. This show is brought to you by ContentStack, the leading composable digital experience platform for enterprises. Got a question or suggestion? Email us at podcast at contentstack.com. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark.